Hello ladies, so it's been a while since I've been here. Let's just say it's 2020 and that kind of sums it all up. So what have I been up to since we last talked? So I have actually done a lot uh, of gardening this year. Um, I have th four, four garden beds. Uh, I had one here previously. This is, a, this is in my parents' backyard and we um we've always had we've always grown tomatoes and things like that uh but this year and last year i had a garden but it kind of failed miserably nothing really did well except my basil so i made lots of basil pesto which was really good um but this year with the help of my dad i did three more garden beds so altogether i have four garden beds uh this year and we also built a fence around all of them um, with like wood chips in between each bed so I didn't have to worry about mowing in there. And the, the fence is made out of um, actually small little uh, stakes, I guess, maybe like two and a half feet tall or so, uh, maybe three feet, I'm not sure, probably, probably three feet actually. And then there's basically chicken wire all around the whole thing and we just uh, tied it uh, to the posts using um, zip ties. So that was pretty easy and uh, it keeps the rabbits out. Um, they, I planted a lot of greens this year, um, several different kinds of lettuces and spinach and I didn't want the, the rabbits eating any of it. Um, so that kept, that did a really good job of keeping them out. And this year, I also started my garden from seeds. So, um, well, I tried to. Um, I tried to plant tomatoes from seeds and my lettuce and spinach from seeds. Um, well, I don't know if I know, just my lettuce and tomatoes, I think. Oh, and basil. But not much of my seeds actually turned out. Um, I did a lot of research beforehand, but just not quite enough research. Uh, and basically I found out that you can actually sunburn your indoor seedlings by putting them out in the full sun too soon. Even like an hour in the full sun can burn them really fast. And uh, so I completely killed my plants basically uh, when they were small little seedlings used to the indoor uh, light and the temperature and everything inside and, and no wind really inside. Uh, besides just like a fan blowing and so when I put them outside they're too delicate and they didn't last long even though I was only leaving them out there for like an hour uh, uh, and then I was going to bring them inside and I did that for about a week or so gradually letting them go out there longer but still it was too much for them and they all most of them died on me so I actually ended up going to the store and just buying the tomato plants themselves um but I did have one uh, basil plant survive, and that's probably a couple feet tall now, doing really well in my garden. Um, but of the seeds I actually planted directly outside, I planted cucumbers and pumpkins and radishes, and all of those did fantastic, actually. Um, my cucumbers... Are definitely my most abundant crop. Uh, we built a trellis, me and my dad, uh, in the garden for them and they have just taken over and there's so many of them I couldn't keep up with them at all and a lot of them actually started going yellow on the vine and at one point I didn't even care anymore. I was like 
I don't care. I have so many of them. And I uh, also planted pumpkins and I've harvested, um, I think 12 of them or nine of them so far, but there's probably at least another five or six out there in the garden. And I don't know about you guys, but I did not realize that pumpkins do not, uh, they, I, I don't know. I thought they wouldn't be ripe until at least September probably, uh, because I, I was thinking of like pumpkin patches and fall and October and pumpkin pie and things like that. Not realizing that by uh, my first pumpkin actually was ripe in July. It was like towards the end of July, my pumpkins were ripe. And I live in Illinois, uh, just so you can kind of know uh, geographically where I'm located uh, in the United States. So I don't know, I was kind of surprised at that. I just thought, they were like a fall crop, but at least here, um, they ripen much earlier than, uh, what I would consider as fall, definitely still in the middle of the summer. So that was kind of fun and completely unexpected. And I still need to, um, I don't think I'm going to save these ones just whole in storage. Um, it's still pretty warm here and I don't know how long they're going to last. I'm not sure on this variety if the, I planted, um, like, pumpkin pie sweet, I don't know what they're called, um, yeah, they're like the small little pumpkin pie pumpkins, like sugar pumpkins, I don't know, uh, and I don't know if these ones last super long, like for months in storage, uh, I don't know, so I think what I'm gonna do is, I'm probably just gonna cut them open, put them in the oven so that they bake, uh, scoop it out and everything, and then just process it in the blender, and then I probably will just freeze them into like maybe one cup measurements so I can use them in different recipes and things. Um, I don't really feel like canning them right now, although I know you definitely can can uh, pumpkins, but I think I'm this year at least I'm just going to go ahead and freeze them. I've frozen uh, homemade pumpkins before, so they work for me that way and it's easier for me to work with right now. So I'm just going to do that. And plus they need to be pressure canned and I've, I have a pressure canner but I think it's kind of old. I assume it still works. I've never used it before and I just don't feel like doing it <laughs> this year. Um, you know how that is when you just have like another thing to learn and you're like, yeah, I don't feel like figuring out mentally you don't feel like figuring that out right now so I'm just gonna have to process them and put them in the freezer and actually my sister might process them for me and I'm gonna give her like half of them if she does that for me um so yeah that's I think what I'm going to do with the pumpkins uh and what else in the garden um weeds there is like a crazy amount of weeds in my garden right now I haven't been out there I have not been consistently weeding the mosquitoes are terrible and I've just lost a lot of my, uh, I don't know. My tomatoes also have like a lot of blight right now. They're not doing very well. I've never really been able to do tomatoes well, although this these are better than the ones I did last year. Yeah, last year's were really pathetic. Um, so I'm not sure on the tomatoes. I, I am getting some in, um, but the plants look horrible. <laughs> There's just brown leaves and it's not very nice. So that's the um, the garden since February. Um, I quite enjoy it. I actually, especially earlier in the summer and like all the spring, I loved being out there. Uh, it was so relaxing and nice. And now whenever I go out there, there's little bees and wasps and butterflies just all over everything. So it's really fun to watch. And 
I have learned how to can this year as well. Now, my mom always canned, so I always grew up watching her can, but I never really did anything myself. I would like sometimes help make salsa, but I would never do any of the actual canning. Um, so this year, since like I said, I have lots of uh, cucumbers, the whole reason I wanted to grow cucumbers actually was to make pickles. I don't really care for fresh cucumbers like that much, but I love pickles. So, um, I, how many batches did I do this summer? And like I said, I could still be doing more. I could have done so many more batches. I just got kind of burned out on it. And I had a way, I definitely had enough for me to last like the rest of the year. So, um, cause me, I'll eat it and my parents will eat it. Um, but it's not like I have a big family at the moment. And I obviously, I could have done a lot more and given them as gifts and things. But um, I just got a little bit burned out on the cucumber, or on the pickles <laughs> this year. Um, so I just was not expecting nearly the bounty that we have. Like, it's, I don't even know how many hundreds and hundreds of, pick, of cucumbers I have picked this year. Hundreds of them, for sure. Um, so yeah, I've canned quite a few batches. I've probably put up, I would say, I don't, I didn't count before I did this. I'm thinking I probably put up about, oh, let's see, two or three dozen, I'd say, um, including quite a few jars of refrigerator pickles. I actually have a, there's a fridge, uh, in our basement and like the top shelf and part of the bottom shelf is just filled with jars of refrigerated pickles. Um, that's a whole lot easier than canning them, and they do last a while in the refrigerator, so I'm not really wor worried about them going bad. So that was pretty fun with the canning, and I also made homemade pickle relish this year as well. I made a sweet pickle relish, and then like a sweet slash spicy one. And the spicy one, let me tell you guys, wear gloves on your hands if you work with jalapenos. Now, I have worked with jalapenos and put maybe two or three in recipes before. Not a problem. I cut up nine of them for this recipe, though. And I was kind of scooping them up in my palm of my hand to kind of, like, push them from the cutting board into the bowl that they were going into. And probably within about 15 minutes of having cut, uh, having cut them all up, my hands started tingling and then it started burning and my hands felt like literally felt like I was holding them over an open flame for probably the next oh gosh I would say uh seven eight nine hours or so um I tried all the home remedies I could think of I, I googled all day long trying to find I tried putting mustard on my hand I tried uh using really hot soapy water I tried putting like oil on my hands I tried milk I tried yogurt I like I the most random I tried aloe vera I tried baking soda um I think there was more things I tried as well like most crazy things I was like well I might as well try it nothing worked at all um but then about as suddenly as it's or then yeah uh, within a time period of maybe like five minutes or so, the burning completely went away and, and it, my hand felt completely normal. So I went from like on fire burning, like I thought I was going to see blisters, but uh, to it being completely fine. So basically my word of advice is to wear gloves if you are cutting jalapenos. 
you don't want to do what I did. <laughs> so that's my lessons I've learned with canning this year. Um, also, let's see here. Some more things that have been going on this summer is um, I am going to be starting a women's book club slash discussion group uh, regarding femininity and it's going to be in person and I'm thinking about trying to figure out some way of also doing a virtual virtual one as well so if you guys are interested let me know um, if you'd be interested in some kind of virtual book club slash discussion group um, but the book we are doing is called Eve in Exile by Rebecca Merkel and I read this book about, let's say, um, well, I read it twice recently. Um, I probably first read it uh, about, I don't know, like, I don't think it was a year ago, but it could have been last summer. I'm not actually sure. It's, it's been a little while. And then I reread it again, actually, um, a few months ago. I was on a road trip with my older sister, and we, I have the audio of that and so we were just listening to it in the car and it, it brought up a lot of discussion and we both really enjoyed it and so anyway um, just recently me and my sister were like oh we should start a women's uh, book study like a book discussion group um, all about femininity and how to cultivate that and I'm really excited about that. I'm a little nervous, um, but I'm also really excited. And there's actually quite a few women out there who are in person, who are nearby, who are interested in doing that. So that's kind of cool, actually. Um, I've never led anything like that before, but I've all, but I have uh, been in various uh, book discussion groups, and they're always uh, very. Um, very interesting and we always have really great discussions so I'm hoping this will be as well and I think honestly it's a really much needed topic especially um, like in Christian circles um, like at the church as a whole I don't think um, I just know that feminism has infiltrated a lot of our culture uh, even among the church and there's it's, I, I think it's one of the most hot button issues um, hot topic issues that there is, uh, at least for women, uh, and definitely in the church, I would say, uh, and it's probably highly debated. And uh, so anyway, um, yeah, I really just feel like that's something that's really needed, and I think a lot of women really are wanting this, but they uh, there's just nothing out there like that. So I thought, well, hey, I should get a group together in person and kind of for start forming like relationships and friendships over this whole topic and, and encourage each other. So um, if this is something you guys are interested in, I would highly recommend maybe starting a book club or something like that, maybe uh, in your circle of friends and see if anyone's interested in something like that, because I think uh, it's a really great way to encourage each other and to be inspired by one another. So that's going to be starting um, in early uh, September. So I'm excited about that. Uh, what else is new? Um, yeah, I also got a job, a second job. I work at a hospital right now. Um, 
I don't do clinical things. Um, it's more like bookkeeping stuff. But uh, I got another part-time job, kind of like a side hustle, um, just at a retail store. And I'm actually really excited about that, just so I can bring in extra money and just save my money right now. Um, I'm going to be renting a house probably within the next couple months and actually moving out, which, praise the Lord, I am so, so excited about that. Um, I, in case you guys don't know, I am 27 years old. I have always lived at home and I have a good relationship uh, with my parents. It's not like a bad situation, but when you're 27, you just really want your own place. <laughs> so, um, that is something that I'm really looking forward to. I'm probably going to be moving out with my younger sister and we get along really well together and we've always shared a room actually. So we're just like joined at the hip basically. And uh, so that's really exciting. But before that, and even during that, um, I really want to just put away extra money and kind of basically uh, make hay while the sun is shining um, and just save up every penny I can right now. Um, so that would be really great. Uh, speaking of like the financial side of things, I'm also currently um, almost debt-free right now. Uh, next month I should be if all goes according to plan. And then at that point, um, I'm really hoping to like redouble down my efforts into saving all, uh, as much money as I am able to um, because I have several goals. Uh, eventually, I really would like to, to someday uh, have an actual, um, if you want to put this in quotes, you can, but like an actual homestead. Now, when I say that, I I already actually call myself a uh, a homesteader. Um, I live in a city, so technically you might call me a, maybe an urban homesteader, but I already um, am practicing preserving food, growing a garden, um, just being self-sufficient in as many ways as possible. When I get my own place, I fully intend to have an actual pantry or a larder um, and have kind of like a deep pantry where you rotate your food. And ideally, I would like to have several months of food uh, saved in there of things that I actually eat and enjoy that I just rotate through on a regular basis. Um, so I would, I definitely want to have that in place. Um, and basically just go towards a path of more self-sufficiency um, and just kind of connect also with more of the, like my roots, um, if you will, kind of like the traditional old-fashioned ways of life. So seasonal living and seasonal eating and keeping a larder and preserving your food um, and things like that. And not really, I don't, I really want to get away from living in our consumer-based society where we just live, um, you know, on debt and on consumerism and we don't save for anything. We don't prepare for anything. I mean, think of everything that happened once COVID hit and the stores were out of things like really fast and we have supply chain issues. And I do think these things will and are uh, probably going to be coming up again um, more and our economy isn't exactly in the best place and I think it's just going to get worse. I think probably the worst is yet to come as far as the economy goes. So all of that to say, um, I just think uh, living more self-sufficiently, not depending so much on others, 
uh, is a really good uh, thing to do, and that's what I that's kind of my long term goal. Um, but yeah, so I thought now I would get into the main topic, which is regarding um, the idea of cultivating the ways of our grandmothers. And I had this conversation with my uh, with my older sister, and um, well, kind of an aspect of this conversation, just regarding like traditional ways versus like our modern society right now. And we were taking a walk actually this afternoon and we just kind of came up with some of these ideas and I was thinking on it more and I thought I would kind of expound upon it and share with you guys a little bit like what we were talking about. So um, one thing I think is really interesting is that uh, in America, and I assume I just, you know, a lot of the Western world, if you want to call it that, in general, um, just in the modern, uh, modern societies today, we pride, especially in America, we pride ourselves on being modern and being progressive and all of those <laughs> sorts of ideas. Um, and we don't really respect tradition and we don't even respect the elders in our communities and in our families as a society. Um, we don't, we just don't value older age. Um, and I think along with that, we let, we don't value traditional values and traditions either, um, or our roots, like where we came from since, it's all about the future um, and modern ways and like looking ahead, which there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I think it's good to, to remain balanced by also looking at the past and where we've come from and who we are um, in the past as well. And like I said, we don't really, in our society, we don't really respect our elders. Um, we value the youth and youthfulness and so much that, I mean, we hide our gray hairs as if they're something to be ashamed of because they're not youthful. And youth is the thing to be in America. And have you ever heard when people say, or maybe you yourself have said it as well, but when they're talking about how old they are, instead of saying, oh, you know, I'm 40 years old, they'll say, oh, I'm 40 years young. And, um, in a society where you really value the wisdom of older people and you value like where you came from and your roots and elders, if you you wouldn't you wouldn't say, Oh, I'm 40 years young, because like, no, they're not as smart when they're younger. You would say, Oh, I'm 40 years old, because there's like a wisdom and a certain respect that would come with the age. And we don't have we don't have that here at all. Um so I just I think um there's kind of a longing for a connection with our roots or with our past or with tradition uh, for a lot of us. And um, for instance, I really have been wanting to get to know more about my own uh, family her heritage. And um, I am part Polish. That's where a lot of my family came from originally. And 
So I actually was like looking at some different accounts on uh, on Instagram, and there's several out there uh, that are all about basically different kinds of Polish uh, folklore and like the dresses, and they would have like old photographs of different people from different areas in Poland. And there's like so much rich history there, and it's so fascinating to me because in America we don't have um, we don't have any kind of uh, heritage like that like it's which is in one sense it's really beautiful because it is like a big mixing pot and we do blend cultures together really uniquely in America and that's really awesome but at the same time I think for a lot of us we don't with there's like a yearning to like I don't know to reach towards the past and kind of know what our great great grandmothers would have been doing or where they lived or like what their lives were like or like what the customs were there um in different parts of the world maybe if they emigrated here and, um, and like in a lot of different countries, there is lots of traditional things in these different countries. Um, like there is still, like in Germany, for instance, um, there's dirndls and there's those, you know, the folk dresses that, uh, that they wear. It's kind of like the traditional, uh, costume or the traditional dress of the country. And, um... We don't have anything like that in America. Um, I mean, goodness, it's such a young nation. We don't, it doesn't even go back that far. And plus, there are so many different people from all over the world, which is really cool. Uh, here, that there's not like one single identity, really. It's kind of hard to pinpoint. Um, and especially, like I said, since it's so, uh, since it's so new, um, there's just not that much history, really. I mean, think of other countries. They've been around for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, and we've been here just a tiny, tiny little bit, and so it's so new. There's just not that much tradition behind us. Um, and so when I was looking into some of the Polish, some of my Polish uh, roots, um, I came across just some different like folklore and folk costumes and things from Poland, and so then I even looked a little bit deeper, and I'm still trying to figure this out it's there's there's not many resources in English um so and I don't speak Polish so I there's a few out there and I'm going to actually look into them um but there's really not that much so it's really hard for me to actually figure out anything uh regarding this so if you guys um I don't know if you have any resources on Polish uh folk costumes or history or anything that's actually in English uh, let me know what it is, because uh, I would be really interested in finding out more about it. But um, it's just really cool, though, because, like, there's these scarves that they would wear, like, in their hair and everything, and everything, and you've probably seen it, uh, perhaps. But, like, there's really pretty floral designs um, that they would have and, like, a lot of these uh, Polish uh, women would wear. And I just, I saw these last year, probably, or maybe a year and a half ago, I'm not sure. And they were so, so beautiful and so colorful and just so traditional and just really fun. And I was like, oh my goodness, I need these. So I actually, um, I believe I bought one that's kind of in a Polish style. And I also got some that are more Russian. The design, I believe, is more like a Russian shawl. And they are, oh, they're just gorgeous. I really want to incorporate them more. Uh, like wearing them more in my hair and just more as a shawl like in the colder months and things because um, it's just really nice and it's like wearing a little piece of history and it kind of like connects me with you know with my great 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 you know etc etc uh, grandmothers and 
there's just something really special and tangible about that that you can kind of connect with women, you know, who lived hundreds of years ago. Um, and so that's really cool. And um, I have just really, really been enjoying that, just kind of that little bit of research. And that kind of goes into like a lot of what I'm trying to do with, um, I don't know, just like my lifestyle in general. Um, I really like old fashioned things, but I don't just like old fashioned things because they're just just because they're old, um, you know, I I do like them because they're old, and I, I definitely enjoy that. I'm definitely an old soul, but I think there's something really special about it, about, um, I don't know, just like that connection with the past. And like I said, especially in a culture that doesn't celebrate it at all. We don't celebrate our past. We don't celebrate, you know, elders. We don't celebrate anything like that. Um, it's all about youth. And I think there's something to be said about a culture that celebrates youth and not its elders and not the wisdom of older people and older generations. Um, and I really want to live more like the way my grandmothers would have lived. Now, that doesn't mean I don't want the internet. That doesn't mean like I want to live in this remote um, place with, like I said, no internet or no modern conveniences. That's not what I'm saying, but I do believe, um, I really do want to live a much slower lifestyle where I, uh, just like I said, embrace the seasons. You know, this year when I planted my garden, I enjoyed the seasons like I never have before. I got to like experience the thrill of seeing the little tiny seeds and then seeing them sprout and then planting them in the ground and smelling and feeling the dirt and all the hard work of, you know, digging up the garden beds. Like there's a lot of physical work that goes into planting a garden um, and everything. And I don't know, it's very, uh, it's, it's just good. Like, you know how the Bible talks about working, living a quiet, quiet life and working with our hands? Um, I, I feel like this may be partly the kinds of things it's talking about. Um, just living a simple life and working, you know, hard with my hands. Um, so yeah, I guess other things about like my past and things I like about traditional living, um, is like I said, just would be as far as, uh, would be like with I don't know, like with, like I said, with gardening or preserving or cooking food from scratch. I want to do a lot more of that. And once I have my own kitchen, uh, I really hope to do a lot more of that. And, you know, I make the best of it. Um, I don't, like I said, I really someday uh, hope and pray that I am able to get married and um, that I could be, uh, you know, a homemaker full time. But um, I also think of the story in the Bible of Ruth and how, you know, she was a widow and she went back to, with her mother-in-law to Israel and she was a stranger and a foreigner and she worked really, really hard. Like she was working in the fields all day long doing hard work. And then I'm sure she went back and I'm sure her, her, I'm sure her mother-in-law, Naomi, uh, probably would have like made the bread and things um, and did a lot more of like the homemaking sorts of things um, and Ruth was out there just working the fields um, and like gathering uh, things uh, gathering the grains from the fields and everything 
And so she was a really hard worker and um, while she was single, basically. And I guess that's kind of encouraging to me, uh, thinking like, you know, I'll just be a hard worker while I am single. And, um, you know, like I said, I'll just work on saving that money. And, you know, even if I don't get married or anything, that's okay. I really um, believe God has a plan with all of this. And I really, someday, hopefully, will be able to purchase some, some kind of land slightly more out in the country and uh, get a house out there or maybe build some sort of little cabin. I have lots of, I dream big. Um, uh, but we'll see what happens with everything just obviously moving out and living with my sister for this time in my life and having a backyard garden and uh, being able to have my own pantry and my own kitchen and just everything is so incredibly exciting and you know I don't really want much in life in in all this I really honestly just want to provide enough money to just uh have food for myself and just live a simple life. I don't want enough where, you know, I'm like really trusting in my money and my resources and everything like that where I don't have to trust God. But I also would like enough where I can still live slightly comfortably and I don't have to, um, and I can provide for myself. And uh, so that's what I'm striving to do right now is to make the best with what I have and to save up and, um, to just kind of enjoy the season of life where I am right now. And yeah, that's that's kind of my thoughts for today. Um, I know I can go into this more in a future episode, um, just about living the old, the old ways, uh, the old way of life and all of that. But that's kind of all I was thinking of at the moment. So um, yeah, if you guys have any questions or let me know what you think. Um, and if, like I said, if you want to contact me, you definitely can. Um, and I am actually pretty active on Instagram, which is, uh, you can find me at the lost art of femininity on Instagram. And that's probably the best way to contact me. Honestly, I'm on there quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I hope to hear uh, from you guys if you enjoyed this or if you have any ideas of yourself, like if you have any ideas of uh, what makes, uh, you know, why you would want to live more of an old-fashioned or a more traditional or a seasonal life. Um, I'm always really interested to talk about this subject with anybody. And um, until my next episode, I will see you then and you guys have a lovely day.